0: From the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Sotopod. You me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. One of the last few summers, or few weeks of summer, I should say, Hoppy. <laughs> a few weekends Jesus, of summer, that's start great. Of the week. One yeah. of the last
1: few summers. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> one of the last few summers. No, one of the last few weeks of summer here, Hoppy. Mid-September. How are yes, you?
1: Summer's already over. Summer ends after Labor Day. We've discussed this.
0: Yeah, but is that, like, cool September breeze, you know, coming through? Do you, do you feel it? You know, last breeze. night I had my window open, and Hoppy, was, it was hard to sleep. I had to close that sucker at, like, 2, 3 a.m.
1: I mean, it's it's still warm. It's not crazy warm, though. Like, it was, it was cold enough that I had, like, a thin hoodie on this weekend, so.
0: I got this nice Lupulin windbreaker on, by the way. Oh, baby. There you go, just a. Uh i have just been decked out of Minnesota gear like since I got back to it perfectly honest. Dangerous man hat on, Lupulin shirt. If it's not this dangerous man hat, it's WAGGLE. I think honestly that's hilarious to say that. <laughs> Barrel Theory shirt on underneath it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, I was I was telling Hoppy right before the we started recording here that like it was cold last night, but that and it was warm today when probably the last like warmer days nice and sunny day days where i was like oh, i actually don't need this jacket from outside today changing into shorts type of day but for me like you can go into september and it still be summer like two weeks ago it was still summer however sure. however once that september breeze once it's that wind is noticeably colder than it was the, the previous three months that's when it just clicks and then everything starts to smell like you know that that autumn smell and now i'm just noticing as i look outside the window that like half of the trees are yellow and yeah it's the tides are turning the tides are turning and we're going into fall but the one great thing about going into fall is and we're gonna have more to talk about because there's gonna be fucking hockey starting soon which is great <laughs> one,
1: month. one month away
0: eh, one yeah. month away
1: oh shit it's a touch under a month we probably got to do our season previews here soon
0: yeah, it's 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 creeping up quick, which is awesome because we've been... I don't want to say we've been ragging the puck the last few weeks. We've actually been highlighting the stories that are relevant to the hockey world and to the Minnesota Wild. But this week, it was tough. This week, it was tough for about half an hour before recording here. We're like, all right, do we even mention this? Does it even matter? Blah, blah, blah. And we actually found some hockey stories to talk about. Hoppy and I do have some stories and things to touch on in the world of beer as well. I mean, I got... I a few bottles of this one that we'll talk about on tap, too, cool. as I'm showing Funny. Hoppy here.
1: It, it was a fucking weekend, for sure. So,
0: it is going to be a fun episode. Episode 281, I believe. Holy shit, we're creeping up on 300 as well. Creeping up on the season. Anything else you want to touch on before we just jump right into some of the NHL news that we have on tap here? Nah, we can jump in. It's all good. All right. Blake Wheeler stripped... Of the captaincy in Winnipeg, hockey. Now, before we dive into and have this conversation, I just have to say, every writer out there and every hockey news outlet or blog is bored because they are, or or they just want to stand out because there's they're not getting any hits this this part of the summer. Sure. They are straight savage, dude. The hockey news was like something is wrong with blake wheeler blake wheeler is a poison to the winnipeg i'm not even kidding (laughs) man it's nuts i almost made a list and i was like honestly i don't even want to give them any more credit like it's just crazy i feel so bad like this came out of nowhere in my opinion the hate from the media towards blake blake wheeler sound familiar sound familiar (laughs) people just throwing toxicity
1: around like no big deal oh yeah, yeah No, uh, it's interesting, too, because the people that are freaking out like that probably think that it's like Captain Space than the capital letter C rather than the word captaincy. But (laughs) I digress. Um, It's one of those weird things where we don't really know, I guess, what's being said behind closed doors, right? Like, is this just that Bonus wants to come in, get a feel for the room and like let Wheeler earn that captaincy, right? Or is it that he said, nope, we need a new leader in here because what's been going on isn't working um but in my opinion like at the end of the day it's not that big of a deal it's a bummer right like for a guy that's given so much for that city but I'd direct everyone's attention to the San Jose Sharks who not only dethroned Patrick Marlowe, but then further dethroned Joe Thornton and like yeah there's probably hurt feelings at first and I wouldn't blame Wheeler for being pissed off about it that's good hopefully that fuels him and gets something going out of him this year but like dude if if guys that are locks for the hall of fame in Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton can both brush it off and move on while they're still on the team and someone else is replacing them as captain. I think that Blake Wheeler can figure it the fuck out too.
0: Oh yeah. And to be honest, I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. And I think that's exactly what happened. I think it's just, you know, a, a new boss coming in and being like, okay, what I, I've come in for a reason. What was going on before wasn't working. It wasn't bringing, bringing this team in the organization, the success, yeah. that we need to get to that the fans deserve there in dirty peg winnipeg sorry and uh yeah so i agree with everything you said again though the i just i was blown away for how some of the and, and some of it was just clickbait some of it was just like a crazy ass art sure. or a crazy ass title which i kind of expect like the Hawking news one fine article and I'll, I'll name that one but put the like the title that's the one that was like Oh, that wasn't the poison one but anyways what's the <laughs> problem with blake wheeler something like that and it was like what the fuck is this the article was fine and it basically just outlined. it was very fluff it was very surface it outlined everything you just said there some of right. them were just ridiculous man just pulling for strings um comparing or just like basically being like, maybe this happened remember back in the day when a captain did x y and z with other nhl and i was like oh my god this is literally clickbait trying you know and i get it it still was just annoying because I respect Blake Wheeler so much. I'm not a huge, I'm not a big fan of the Winnipeg Jets. I, I don't hate them like I do some other Canadian teams, as the most listeners of the pod know. Most of them, I actually, you know, respect Winnipeg and the, the fan base there. Yeah. But, I, I respect Blake Wheeler. I always have. He's an he's an absolute beauty. Late in his 30s, still ripping it up like point per game, ripping it up like one of the elite players in the national hockey league still you know and yeah i just it just it just grinded my gears a bit to be perfectly honest i was getting a little emotional and i was like scrolling through the news you know nhl news this week and be like why is there so much hate like yes there's a story there i get it but why is there so much hate
1: well and it's hilarious for us like because we're on the outside being able to kind of like make jokes about it but How fucking dumb are you to drop that right in the middle of the fucking player circuit out in Vegas with like the top player of each team being out there for interviews? And like, of course, Shifley like jokes about it. He's like, they couldn't have waited a couple hours like shit. (laughs) So That's always answering questions about. But I mean, he handled it well. And like, oh, yeah, it's very clear. Blake Wheeler is going to be a leader on that team, whether he has the C or not. And uh, it, it was weird, too, to hear from Shifley that he's, like, not a flight risk right now, at least as far as I'm aware. Like, he seems happy with the direction of the team, seems happy with bonus coming in. And it, it's just interesting now, like, hey, maybe it does mean that Wheeler's someone that's expendable. And I'd, I'd love for him to be someone that the Wild had a chance to acquire. And everyone can throw out the, the common jokes. Oh, he grew up in Minnesota. Oh, he played for the Gophers. Like, yeah, he's also, again, this isn't a high bar to clear but he probably comes in and is immediately the best center we've had. And maybe you don't put him at center, but I imagine the only way that you're bringing him in is if he's going to play center.
0: Yeah, no, one, 100%. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that we're, we're now thinking, oh, like Shifley may be in Winnipeg long term. You know, he may, he may be their center of the future. And speaking of a center who, <laughs> I made joke about this on Twitter and I actually pissed some people. I lost about like 10 to 15 followers too when I was going on hard on this but uh the story just keeps unraveling here in Vancouver in Bo Horvat you know the the Penticton Young Stars tournament in British Columbia is going down right now so just a lot of media around Canucks both the young players and current players Bo Horvat um I I think he goes back home in Ontario for most of the summer he's back in Vancouver so the media was talking to him and you know he was quoted you know he was asked about his time in Vancouver and you know an extension not being signed yet and some of his other teammates being signed and what that means for him and You know, in that he said, I'm a Canuck right now. And, you know, he kind of had that hard right now before ending his sentence there. So I wanted to highlight that because (laughs) I think even Bo Horvat is starting to realize his time in Vancouver. Did you
1: say sentence?
0: Is that what I said?
1: No, no, sorry. Maybe maybe I, sorry. I was, I'll admittedly, uh, I was half paying attention. And when you said he ended his sentence, and all like you meant like, Sentence of words I where I thought it was like you meant he was in prison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he had a pretty good contract, you know, all things considered. Before,
1: well, okay, well, yeah, it, it was uh, Canada. Immediately during... after, after oh. I stopped you and corrected you, I'm like, wait, fuck, that's not the sentence he meant.
0: Probably, <laughs> I mean, it was Canada during COVID, so. <laughs> so Holy I mean, shit. you 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 decide, right? No, um, no,
1: but. Uh, I'll uh I'll take the L there. That was good. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, whether it's Bo Horvat or Blake Wheeler, I think uh both would be suitable in Minnesota. Blake Wheeler, you know, coming home to Minnesota, but he is an older player, though elite, and I think even now at his age, what is he, thirty-seven? He's he's what? still a Blake Wheeler. How old is he? No. Wow. Well, uh-uh. That's why I, I asked you. I don't he's know at not... the top of my head. Let me let me check. He's
1: he's same age maybe a year older than Kessel
0: 36 fuck i was 1 year off yeah so he's getting up just... can we talk about like Hold on, does not i does... thought then we'll get into that he, He's he's 30 he's you know he's over 35 years old yet he's still at an elite level an elite level where he's still a better center in the league than the Bo Horvath, but how many more years before the decline happens and look there's yeah, I don't want thorns, him anymore. There, <laughs> there, want there's him Yogers, mind. there's there's those who don't have this the, that steep steep decline, but let's be honest, we've seen this before. Um, Bo Horvat might be the better option, but either of them I think you can make the argument would be a good fit in Minnesota. Okay, I'm done. Go. Well, no,
1: for for real though, like does the jump from 36 to 37 not seem like one of the biggest jumps in like NHL age? Like uh, when like when you say he's 36, that still sounds way better than 37. <laughs>
0: It's the same with like 26 and 20 or and 27 as far as I don't today. agree
1: because I think I think those are like awesome prime age. Like like from twenty-five to thirty, like those are like Athletic years fun, yeah. that you don't really care, right? But as soon as you jump 30, that's a big jump. And then from for whatever reason, from 36 to 37 just seems so daunting to me, and it shouldn't, but it does.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. The only reason I said 26, 27 is because I still remember in like NHL thirteen to like oh, eighteen, I think that's when like at twenty six you were officially not a prospect anymore in the game. Like that was the end that you could you couldn't develop anymore. That's when like your number was set. So Which, I just what a had fucked up process!
1: You can't you can't develop anymore after no, twenty six. Look part, at some of the play. Imagine if Markstrom couldn't develop after 26. Dude, and he's the one that I was
0: thinking of for some (laughs) reason. I kind of figured that'd be the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, especially in this day and age where, like, science and athletic science has developed so much, even from, like, a decade ago. It's, like, it's, it's miles and miles ahead. So as long as the body does not get literally banged up, right, where there's just, like, tendons, nerves, and just, like, bones that just can't, Heal no matter how much steel plates you put into those knees or whatever, there's like there's a few parts of your body, brain, back, knees. Let's be honest. If you can survive in most sports, any of those three, you could theoretically be a pro athlete if you have that talent into your late thirties. We see it in some of the craziest sports, like, you know, in, in some cases and in, in some positions, professional football, soccer these days, MMA, which is absolutely crazy that there's you know, Randy Couture back in the day was just like he was an outlier. and Now there's actually guys into their late thirties who are hitting their prime in fighting, and now we're looking at hockey too. There are cases, more cases of guys in their mid to late thirties who are still not declining at the rate that they were declining in the mid two thousands. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways. Anyways, um, where where were we? Bo Horvat, Blake uh, Wheeler,
1: Bohorvat, Bo and I mean he, yeah, he's gonna be an interesting one to watch because uh, I. I like your thought, I guess, for him coming to the wild, but I just don't think that's... Unless you know. Addison you absolutely... and who's,
0: who's Nadinov? Boom. Give it to uh-huh. me. What? Addison and who's Nadinov for Bo Horvat? Let's go.
1: Fuck right off. <laughs> I, I decline, your honor. Um, unless you know 100% that Marco Rossi is the 1C for this team moving forward, he absolutely has that potential. But unless you know that for a fact, Bo Horvat's not a one C. Him and Eck could be the most dynamic middle six centers if you know that Marco Rossi's your number one. But
0: we don't know could that. That's scary. That? Could that, you imagine that, that, that though? Right. Holy I, I agree. But then
1: that's a ton of money sunk into a guy that again can't be that one C. So that that's the only reason that I wouldn't be interested in Horvat. But again, if if you like have a crystal ball and you know that marco rousey is the one c of the future sure bring in bo horvat i'm in dude not for addison and who's nadinov shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, think, uh, hang on
0: caveat, caveat was it matthew who sent that to me caveat. i feel like that was matthew who sent that to me via, via twitter and oh, said matthew, would you do no, this matthew i think would. it was him no
1: there's no way
0: i think Ma- it was. matthew
1: likes susan Nadinov too much and he knows i love addison too much he would never yeah, but i think that. He, i
0: think i'm just selling him on bo Horvat. <laughs>
1: oh wow then you need to stop i
0: could be wrong um, and if i am matthew i'm sorry i didn't you know but anyways
1: unless the wild decide they're not gonna let addison play i detest that
0: which but, let's be honest he's gonna fucking play this year and i'm pumped he's for fucking it oh better dude hell yeah Ugh.
1: but uh right. then uh, in other captain news uh, we're yeah, just running down all news. of the captains yeah. uh, nick suzuki named the captain montreal love it um man i
0: didn't see it coming <laughs>
1: I don't know. It, it. It's not that I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't really put any thought into it if we're being completely no, exactly. honest, but dude, that's just such a tough market to be the captain for such a young kid. Who's just hitting his big ticket expected to be the one C for a team that like is in a weird spot. I just, is it too much for that kid? I Maybe not. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that if they don't think he can handle it. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. enough about him, I guess, but, That's just such a big leap. Like Montreal is one of the few markets where it's like, you don't really want to make the young guy, the captain.
0: Yeah. And I hope that they took into consideration, like what what you just said there, that, that he's ready, that they believe he's ready to handle it. And he's got the swagger and confidence. I think right now, anyways, and we'll see a whole season of Montreal media down his throat. Okay. But even, even today, even to add his throat, I should say. <laughs> even uh, today, I was reading an article of him saying that, like, the media is already pressuring him to learn French, and he's flat out told them, like, "Look, this isn't 1970 or 1980. Like, I'm not learning French. You can deal with it. I'll answer you in English, or you ask me the question." There's no
1: chance he dropped an F bomb in that.
0: Um, did I even drop an F bomb? This ain't fucking
1: 1970. Oh, this, uh, yeah, this ain't
0: 1970. <laughs> I'm not learning French. That's what he said. Verbatim. Okay. Um, nice. so just off that, it's like, okay, he's already pushing back a little bit. Maybe maybe he is that captain. No, he's no, maybe... he's
1: already getting traded.
0: <laughs> Did Patrick <laughs> learn French? I forget. I'm sure he learned some. Suban, I think he already knew he was in like French immersion. Which yeah, dude. PK Suban.
1: Is that guy gonna I- I'm convinced he's done. I think he's going to the booth. And I think he'll fucking kill it there. But yeah, I, dude. I mean,
0: he he got reps on his YouTube channel before getting some more work with. What was it very. Where did he work with? He worked TNT for a little bit. Was that where it was?
1: Maybe. I don't
0: know. Yeah, anyways, so it was one of them this no, I, ma- I, he think, I think he
1: was ESPN, actually.
0: Anyways, he had a YouTube channel. It's, it's, I mean, he still has it. It's just he's not active on it before where he like, had a whole desk and he was doing the whole podcast thing and it was well produced. And I honestly, and at the time I thought this too, I was like, because working with the network, I was like, oh, do we do we pursue this? And I was like, honestly, I think he's just getting reps. And then literally like two months, three months into it, it was done and he got some work on panels and things like that. And I was like, that was his resume, quote unquote, and it worked. so and he's so good at it.
1: No he, he I genuinely like he is incredible at it. And I think it's just a weird point where like, for what he thinks or knows or otherwise he is, I just don't know that any team currently sees it the same way. And no. he's kind of and in that no, weird spot with, like, a Braden Holtby, too, right? Where, like...
0: Like, still can it, play, it, but... Well,
1: he's uh, got injury stuff, too, to consider. But, like, these are guys that more than likely they're going to be called if there's an injury. Yeah. You know? Like, there's, yeah, I think there's a so lot good. of guys that... Like, because PK Subban's not going to take a PTO. He's not. No. But th- he's that kind of player in the 2022-2023 NHL. Like... Eric Stahl's taking a PTO. Like fuck, we got Zach Aston Reese taking a PTO. Yeah. It's I I don't know. I think he's gonna be in the booth and I think he will crush it.
0: I think so too, man. It's just crazy. I'm looking at just like his trajectory and that year that they lost the Pittsburgh Penguins in Nashville, like that was one of his last like dominant, dominant years. And I wonder if that just like, if that, if he gave everything in that year, then kind of like mentally, not, not, I don't, and I'm not blaming him for checking out, but you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't get it. And I don't think, and don't, and I don't know if we'll ever get back there based on, especially how the season went the year after, where you know, Nashville didn't recreate that magic at all. His, his points, you know, were cut in half his, and that's when people started to get critical of him. Then the trade happened and obviously things didn't work out with that in New Jersey. And I don't know. i just, I'm looking at it and it's like, maybe that's something to do with it. We're like, you're, you're so close so you can touch it. And then, you know, just mentally too, you put everything towards, it. and that was in his like athletic prime too. I think he was like 29 years old. I don't know. I'm just, just throwing it out there. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Yeah. Or do you think that has anything to do with like professional athletes who, you know, get so close and, maybe can't deal with that, that loss after getting so close to winning like a championship or something like that.
1: I, I mean, I'm not even going to begin to speculate on what they go through because I've never come even close to anything like that. <laughs> I can, I mean, I can see all angles, right? There's some people that are okay, hanging it up, know what they've achieved, happy with it, move on to the next phase of your life. And I think it helps when you have that next phase already lined up. Right. Yeah. But that also yeah, yeah. makes it a little tougher to let go. Cause you're like, it, it, I mean, this it won't help you at all, Isha, but Greg Olson, perfect example, NFL tight end, really good. Had the injury bug, had ups and downs, whatever, had the booth sitting and waiting for him, knew that he was going to go into broadcast. And that almost like gives you that little kick, like, okay, let's just see how much longer I can do this because I already know what I'm doing next, right? <laughs> Versus being like, oh, I've got this. Let's hang it up. And yeah, I, yeah. I think there are guys that would go that route too. And I, I don't know which one of those PK Subban is. I don't know if he's like, screw it i got the next thing set up or if he's like okay i know i can go to the booth whenever i want let's see if i can make something happen maybe i'm willing to take a league men deal with the team that's gonna have a shot at the cup because i want that one more chance before i call it a career
0: yeah it's so interesting and just a crazy angle that's just outside of hockey just obviously because i've been watching a lot of mma now there's both ranked now, fighters now oh, this last year i've been
1: watching a lot of mma now this last that's year new. Heavily.
0: um there's a lot of fighters like a handful actually who are both ranked in their division and unranked who are already doing color and it's, so it's like they're already and some of them have admitted saying i make more money doing color than i even do fighting well, right now
1: but the difference is esha it's so much easier for them to intermingle that
0: that's no that's like, true think that's about true it. No, true. It's just it's still crazy to think about that, like you're ranked like you're like the whole division is around you know some of your decisions at at times. If you're going to take X fight or not, you know, thus the fans entertainment at the end of the day and you you already have your future lined up for you. It's just as a professional athlete.
1: Yeah. And in a weird way, too. I mean, obviously, it's this way in every sport, but I'd argue in MMA like that's only going to help you.
0: Right? Oh yeah, like 100%. to
1: watch and analyze the game. Like that's only going to help you continue to like tweak your fight and build style. your brand
0: and build your brand and build 100%. your brand. Which
1: MMA, it's the most important, right?
0: Yeah, because it's it's you against the world. <laughs> no,
1: it's it's can you sell a fight? It's yeah, not well, even can you win a fight. It's can you get people to watch your fight? If so, you're set.
0: <laughs> well, and and can you get enough people to talk about you in social media that you can get Instagram sponsors? Because you can't I mean, wear sponsors yeah. to the cage. Sure.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of sponsors, um, uh, I can't wait to start reporting on all the sponsors on all the jerseys that are going to come out soon in articles.
1: And people are going to freak out, and there's no reason to, because it's such a small like inclusion on the jersey. Everyone needs to chill.
0: Oh, and we're going to see everyone's reverse retro soon too. I'm nervous. Well, I mean, it's like every <laughs> not, gonna be some not, not, not specifically gonna be some for
1: the Wild, just like across the league, like because the, oh, the Wild round actually went pretty well though, right? Like the, the Wild. Last...
0: No, but wow, the, the last like, one was
1: good. This I, I one's thought, probably not. I thought across the NHL, like, there was way more good than bad.
0: It just sucked that the Canucks was, was really bad.
1: And, I, dude, you don't like Sprite? No. No, oh, I ginger think Sprite's up. delicious. 7-Up Ginger Ale. 7-Up
0: is Sprite. No, no, seven Sprite's up. a
1: better 7-Up.
0: Did The branding of 7-Up. We're talking branding here, right? We're talking, like, no, Sprite can...
1: As long as it's not Sierra Mist, I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck you. They're
1: right? they're a waste. They're 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 a distant number three
0: and seven up spray too. Seven like you can't have a seven eight. and seven with fucking spray. You have seven and seven with seven. It's up It's not Wait. true.
1: That's exactly what you're given half the time at a bar. <laughs>
0: Dude, they can all go. You to You call hell
1: it then. a seven and seven, and they know what it means. It means you want the lemon and lime soda with.
0: No, no, no. It means I want seven up. Thank you very much. Oh man.
1: Well, so what if they don't have seven up? Sorry, sir, I can't give you that.
0: Then I ain't drinking What, what that. if
1: what if they don't have Seagram seven? Sorry, then I ain't drinking that then wow that's wild
0: dude yeah
1: all right I, mean, I tell you it costs double if you want me to give you seagram's and seven up
0: do, what's double it. in the states because it's like a, doesn't it's matter like, it's
1: double the cost it could be it could be three dollars it could be ten dollars if you're paying double of either of those you're stupid
0: yeah i'm not doing it for that drink that drink's not good enough right okay yeah but still <laughs> anyways
1: Oh shit. That that was a We're not even yeah.
0: halfway through our first fucking section of the podcast. Yeah,
1: our later sections are pretty small, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean this next one too. There's, there's we, won't, we, won't to the the we won't rag the puck. We won't rag the peck on this next one, but the senders signed solid fourth liner Tyler Mott, former University of Michigan forward, and Vancouver Canuck.
1: Isha added solid fourth liner to the to the prompter. Um, uh, he's, sure.
0: <laughs> he's solid. He sold. Um he was he I just exists. wanna say this he was a fan favorite in Vancouver, funny enough um just because he's right a that's why you
1: said he's a solid fourth liner yeah. that's the only reason
0: no yeah he's a workhorse <laughs> no and yeah and he's one <laughs> no but you, if... oh you no hang on
1: you you're you are starting your transition to minnesotan no more yeah it's a very minnesotan thing
0: this <laughs> is it actually fuck, oh i wouldn't i'm not surprised um i mean the more <laughs> the more joe and i hang out the more my accent's probably just gonna like my Canadian accent's gonna fade, and I'm gonna say some.
1: It's not even that thick. It's more with specific words.
0: No, I'm just like Joe's in particular. His is thick. Yours isn't. Joe's Joe's accent.
1: Oh, you're you think you're gonna pick up a Minnesotan accent? A little bit. I don't think. Eh, I don't think his is any worse than mine.
0: Oh, yeah. dude. I the I, remember, he, I and, think and he, is, som- I think Joe, he Joe, sometimes yeah, accentuates he it. Joe, he, he does it on purpose. No, okay. Well, no disrespect. Like I love it. That's one of my favorite things about you. but i remember the first time he came on
1: that's more of an insult than what you were gonna say whatever his accent's one of your favorite things about him
0: yeah it makes me smile okay (laughs) um i remember when you came on the podcast the first time dylan could not stop laughing he's like i've never heard a thicker minnesota accent (laughs) and just because i guess he doesn't hang out in Minnesota. it was just based on everyone who like came on our show and you and joey and things like that he just like heard joe talk for some he's like oh shit here we go so that's a minnesotan yeah 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 so anyway, oh
1: sure yeah betcha
0: sorry joe sorry um anyway shout out to tyler Mott. <laughs> he'll <laughs> he'll help out the senators all right okay <clears throat> he'll help them get yeah you know what he'll be talked about last week how the senators you know they're they're a good team but that division is so competitive that they're probably not gonna be a playoff team book it tyler Mott. he's gonna help them make the playoffs there you go.
1: That that's the difference maker. That's the one that's Oh really yeah.
0: Solid on. fourth liner. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ.
0: All right, next. What what else do we got?
1: Probably the biggest news <laughs> yeah. of this whole stretch. Jordan Kairu got Jeez. fucking paid. That's straight cash, homie. Straight um, cash, homie. Holy shit. Um so uh, the funny thing is like people are obviously overreacting to this. Um basically got the same deal as Robert Thomas. Yep. I do think those two are the future of the team on offense. There I think are. both of them don't get nearly the credit they deserve. But that's a lot of money they're sinking in with a lot of things yet to be locked up for that team. It's uh it's interesting to say the least.
0: So um, you know what, you know what's interesting about the deal is in the first 2 years there is a no like there is no no move clause or no trade clause that kicks in in 2025, 2026.
1: Which I mean, if I'm him, that's probably my preference, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just noting noting that too. So I mean, because a team will probably they obviously the franchise wants you locked up in your prime, where he's like, well, if, if shit hits the fan, I got I got two options, you know, where I can actually easily yeah. leave without any conversation back and forth. you sure. can just yeah, you can you can you can get rid of me.
1: <laughs> and this isn't an original thought of mine, though I totally agree with it and support it. But everyone that's been saying this fucks Dallas you're right this fucks Dallas because that just skyrocketed Jason Robertson's value
0: oh shit yeah he I is think he ab- was gonna be uh, like expensive regardless though
1: no but I-, I think at this point you're basically staring down a bridge there's no way you can sign him long term because you can't afford
0: that's it. a good point man because honestly Robertson in my opinion he's like better than a Kyrie, where he's on just no, like he's,
1: ab- he's absolutely better than okay granted thank you, thank you. I think they're I think they're of a similar class but if you're picking between the two, it's not a discussion.
0: No, like he, oh man, he's going to,
1: you know what though? He's ah, so oh. good, man. Give, give so me like a, a weird, like four on four tourney where you have the pair of Thomas and Cairo going up against hints and Robertson. And I will watch that shit all fucking day.
0: Who would you give it to in that, in that one? Probably hints and Robertson. Yeah.
1: Well, it depends. Are we incorporating defense too?
0: uh who are the defensemen one defenseman each
1: so three on three yeah three um, on three. either way I'm definitely going with well okay <laughs> let's let's say we can't have Nick Letty because that that takes bias into consideration uh I'm absolutely going Dallas if it's in with those two let's go like yeah not even no not even not close, even close. Oh man! God, they're
0: poor so Dallas. Good. Dallas just Those, has their work cut out for the man. Such a good core. Such a good core. It's, and it's such a good core that, like, they're oh, but they just can't have a good team because of the last core. <laughs>
1: I don't agree. I think I think they can be good. I don't think they're winning a cup.
0: Yeah, but, but I think and, I think they can be
1: a team that causes problems.
0: Yeah, they don't. They don't want to cause problems anymore. They got enough problems. They want cause to
1: because everyone wants to like rip on and there, there's reason. But DeBoer has proven that he can elevate teams. I think his message wears off, and I think that he rubs people the wrong the wrong way over time. I think this year he could be a big boost for them.
0: Yeah, it's just you have fucking eighteen million dollars in two players who barely they don't even get you eighty points. Buddy, at least they exist. No, that's true. We, but we got still... fifteen million going into
1: two players that play for other fucking teams. Yeah, and you and you think the Wild can compete? So, like, what's the fucking yeah, difference? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, 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 fair yeah. I mean well, let's call a spade a spade.
0: Canucks are not paying Luongo anymore, by the way. Let's fucking <laughs> <Hey>. go
1: <laughs> ah, three million free, baby. Which by the way, how long before that guy is absolutely killing it in media?
0: Oh well he's in management. He's, he's right, right
1: now. he's right there with PK Suban.
0: But I think he wants to actually build teams and not even do media. That sucks. I, I agree because he's so good at it. Especially Granted, I'm throwing. sure he
1: can do both, but
0: no, yeah, but he want he he didn't get his ring. He wants to at least get one management. <laughs> Man, I like hundred percent. That's his mentality. Like Luongo is a winner. He's a gambler. Like this guy is. He he needs a ring before he does.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah.
0: And if it's not with Florida, like he'll he'll continue to develop with them, and he'll go somewhere else. Probably Montreal. Oh, I'm gonna puke.
1: Anyways. Well, oh, okay. Sal- salary cap aside. Caprizov for Kairu and Thomas. You do that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. like no one be mad. Like I'm not no, saying no, no. I want to get rid of Caprizov. That's just like no brainer. That would be fun.
0: You ha- <laughs> you pretty much have a top line. No one would one do player. that.
1: I mean that let's be real. That's like now that I like think about it more, that's such a like ridiculous
0: like yeah, they I'm wouldn't am. offer that, but but still, anyways. So Jordan Kairu. okay, okay. Wow. The Blues, yeah. I'm... They're gonna be uh again just a headache in the in their division and for the wild.
1: <laughs> oh man, we started this recording and Bears were up seven to three. Down seven to seventeen against Green Bay Oof. with four thirty six left in the second quarter. I had hope for a second. Fuck Green Bay.
0: Fuck the Packers. Uh, um, quick
1: shout out, anyone that is listening on Monday. Uh, obviously, Vikings playing tonight. This is a big, big game. But looking forward to this Sunday, we have another Ultimate Viking Game Day experience out at Back wow, Channel yeah. Brewing. It was incredible week one. Obviously, I mean, nothing's going to compare to the Green Bay Packers. But either way, we're looking at a team that's 2-0 making a big start to the season and having a chance to go and beat the shit out of a division rival or team that's coming off of a shitty loss in prime time, because let's be real, Kirk Cousins prime time does not fucking mix. Take that man away from his noon kickoff. He's a lost puppy. Then we have a chance for redemption against the HBO darlings, the Detroit lions Either way, delicious beer. Josh throws a hell of a party. Check him out on Facebook. The, the promo video they threw up off of the footage they got from their first one this year. Electric. You all want to go.
0: There you go. There you go. Man, I got. I can't wait. I can't wait to hit one of those up. It's going to be so much fun.
1: The 30th is the first one they'll have one when you're here.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Thir- uh, 30th yes. October. Yes. Yes. Of course, of course. Um what else do we have as far as league-wide news? Uh shout out to Kyle Beach. We want to want to recognize uh, this story that came out. He's now going to be working with Trinity Western University up here in Canada moving forward. Um I actually followed, you know, the league that Trinity Western was in quite a bit when I was in college. It was one of <laughs> It was one of BC's dinky like lesser university college leagues but it was a fun league nonetheless mostly because like hell when i was at the university of victoria i was in classes with a lot of the players um a lot of actually friends of mine and and fellow fun personalities on canucks twitter who were in Fel- who played hockey. And fun stuff.
1: personalities did you just Fel- label yeah. yourself as a fun personality i am i am <laughs> i'm
0: not gonna lie oh, um man. actually <laughs> played hockey in that league and had some crazy stories um, so just want to give a shout out to the league and shout out to Kyle Beach, who's you know obviously had a lot of healing to do since uh, coming out with everything you know that went down with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Now getting back into hockey, leadership role—it's good for the game, it's good for hockey Canada. Although I, I know it's not directly related, but <laughs> hockey in Canada uh, to have good guys like him in leadership roles. So uh, happy, ki- happy for Kyle Beach.
1: And kind of going back to what we talked about, right? for Kyle beach, there was nothing better that he could do than to kind of turn the page next chapter. Yeah. Um, He has officially retired. Like that's something that's just like, all right, he's moved on. He's on to the next thing. Hopefully he can continue the healing process and kind of just go a new direction with what he's trying to do while still being involved with hockey, obviously, but
0: yeah, which is his life. I mean, you played pro. I mean, that's what, from a young age he was in and it's, for a lot of these athletes, whether if they've gone through trauma or not, despite whatever the situation is, as unique and terrible as his was or whether it's injury or whatever, that it's it's tough to to move on, you know, and do something else. And a lot of them stay somewhat within that realm because it's it's, it's all they know. So right. you know, shout to Kyle Beach. Glad he's doing well. And it's cool to see that, you know, it's not gonna be close to home for me for much longer, but. At the time of this recording, close to home story, shout Trinity Western. You got a good one in Kyle Beach. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Staylock. To, Stalak. to Stalak. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. Let's get into the Hoppy Hour. And as you can see on the table here, for uh, for those who are watching on YouTube. By the way, if you aren't subscribed to YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, hit us up on YouTube, the Soda Pod. Uh, that's it. Look up the soda part on YouTube. Subscribe. We post podcast clips and another great content. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Lighthouse Brewing, is what I'm drinking right now, Hoppy. The Nightwatch Coffee Lager. Now, I was talking up White Sales Brewing, their coffee lager. Uh, Modest Brewing has a great one in Minnesota as well. This is probably, no, I can't even say probably, this, I'm going to say it definitively. This is the best coffee lager I've ever had. Um, it's, a, it's not too sweet, which is again, what I like very much more of a coffee flavor. It, it's more dominant than uh, the one I had at Modest Brewing. And honestly, white sales, only Shane really knows this. And maybe Kyle, if he's listening to you, I don't know what the fuck you did with your recipe. It was so good in the winter and it absolutely sucks now that you've canned it. But anyways, I digress this one. I knew there was a, something else to it other than just coffee, despite the coffee being so prominent. I was telling Hoppy, like, I could hold the bottle or glass, like, a few inches away from my face. And I could still smell it. Uh, produced out of Vic, Victoria. <laughs> coffee and crisp, clean craft lager blended seamlessly to create a one-of-a-kind beer. Subtle tones of hazelnut, cinnamon, and chocolate make Nightwatch coffee lager the perfect beer. Now, cinnamon, couldn't taste it at all. Couldn't even have told you that was in it. Um, hazelnut, now that I see it okay sure the sweetness okay the hazelnut and chocolate that's what that kind of rich little hint of sweetness uh came from and yeah this is excellent wicked cheap as well and that's saying something in bc so shout out to you lighthouse brewing the fact that you're able to even make this for our (laughs) for us and, and and it be that cheap at the liquor stores is just unbelievable so Cheers to you, Lighthouse Brewing. Before I uh, drive to Minnesota, I got to make a trip down to Victoria and go see this brewery because I was familiar with it before, but I honestly think it was such a small operation when I was living there that it wasn't even in the industrial area. I look at now the the location of it, and it's it's where all the other breweries are. So shout out to Lighthouse Brewing.
1: Heyo. You (sighs) double fisting over there like a Vic boy? Two bottles?
0: Two balls, baby. Let's go. Heyo. One one was from the UFC event. I'm not going to lie.
1: Nice. Nice. You're gonna have All to right. grab. Are those? Did you get them off the shelf or were they refrigerated? Uh, refrigerated. Bomber. That means you'll probably have trouble getting one and preserving it back here.
0: Um. Yes, but we'll see. I'm gonna. If go you're to the gonna let room. that
1: thing get back to room temperature, I don't want it.
0: No. Well, I'm gonna go to the tap room and see if they have any that are. There we go. Yeah. I'm. I'm like. I have to. Like, this is one of the best beers I've, I've had in a long, long time. <laughs> I have to go to the brewery and a tell them that and b try from the tap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right we'll i know start... you had a crazy weekend we, we got really a lot later. to
1: cover here yeah, yeah so we'll, first it. we'll start with just what i'm having now because we're gonna go in a totally different direction but anyone that paid attention this weekend i did uh make my way out to fargo but on the way back i took a buddy with for the first time to Drecker and junkyard brewing had to grab a to-go oh, of the quarter pounder oh yes um i will say uh, a great beer uh traditional northeast or sorry not northeast i mean basically the same thing northeast new england whatever any ipa um by
0: the way so good i've had it it was unbelievable love it
1: did you i don't think you yep. did no, no you we had did. the royale with cheese my, my oh friend, which yes, i was just okay, gonna okay. say the royale with cheese is definitely better still solid beer still solid okay. beer. It,
0: it was just as hazy that's why when i looked at it i was like okay that has to be well and i mean <laughs>
1: the 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 label here is pretty similar too so yeah, yeah, yeah. not your fault uh, stop there, and obviously nothing but good reviews from my buddy, uh, the the foodie Isha, as you know mm. him. Um, you'll you'll get to know him. Don't worry.
0: Um, oh, I, ca- I cannot wait.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I had to show that before I cash this because we're gonna talk for a while about the beautiful people over at Drecker. Oh. Holy shit! So they are on uh, Drecker Fest eight, which I just attended. I'm so sad that I've never attended one prior. Now that I realize how great it is. Um, Isha, you'll be thrilled to hear that uh, upon arriving, we saw the Bruhala.
0: Oh, that's yes. in the
1: works. Thing looks damn near ready, at least from the wow. outside. I don't know what the inside looks like, but it, it's about ready. So okay. next Drecker Fest, we're going to have to find a way to get one of those hotel rooms. And well... Bad, I, bad, things will probably happen, but
0: I'm sure they'll. Good, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll. I'm sure they'll hook us up. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll hook us. They'll help man,
1: us. we showed up. <clears throat> so Drecker opens up at noon on Fridays and Saturdays, and Dreckerfest was a two-day event, Friday and Saturday. And I never really like fully understood what's going on there. We showed up at 11:30 because I knew there'd be like some kind of line, and like we were kind of on time constraints to get back to um, the cabin. So. We get in line and there is a like considerable line, at least 100 okay. people, okay. and we learn that it's got nothing to do with beer. It's because Drecker Brewing has four tattoo artists set up from noon to eight giving what? free tattoos for what? anyone who wants a Drecker logo tattooed what? on them what <laughs> because that's literally
0: i don't necessarily want their well, logo you but you want the logo want you, you, you want the
1: fucking you want the mural that's totally different no one's getting that they get the Drecker logo and people get in line and we're so we're sitting talking to a guy uh isha are you what? a fan of like uh uh two bears one cave
0: i don't even know what you're talking about
1: well okay it's a podcast um doesn't matter. Give the the guy, the guy standing in be front problem. of us in line was wearing one of their like, uh, like Hawaiian shirts almost. Um, oh, okay, okay.
0: I'm I'm looking it up right now. So.
1: Okay, it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. I, that was just a, a side thing. So this guy's got like full arm and leg sleeves. It's his bachelor party. This is how he's starting his day. Is coming out because he's waiting for the boys to get into town. And he's like, I'm I'm just coming in and hoping that I can get my name on the list. Maybe I'll be like a 7 p.m. appointment. And I'll go out and get a little dinged up with the boys. We're going to do the golf simulator, Twin Peaks, come back and then get my tattoo.
0: I want to do that to be honest.
1: Dude, he, but he's like talking to us the whole time about different beer and stuff. And then he's like explaining some of his tattoos. He had a fucking hot dog tattooed on his arm. Yes. And it was to commemorate his hot dog eating contest. Oh my God. Yes. That he won. And he only did it to fucking impress a girl who wow. was runner up to him in said ah! eating contest. <laughs> Dude, this guy was an absolute fucking beauty. Dude, that's uh, amazing. I, hope, I hope if, if he ever somehow comes across this, I hope he had an incredible bachelor party day. I wow. hope he got his Drekker tattoo and also like, a couple inches away down his arm. Cause again, I, I'm telling you full sleeve, like not yeah. sleeve, but, totally covered both arms both legs which is chest, various tattoos and like a couple inches away which you wouldn't notice until he like calls it out was a hot dish tattoo which was also commemorating a hot dot ta- hot dish eating oh competition so this was this he, guy was he, just fucking awesome
0: was, was he a big boy or what no no he just no, I he... mean
1: I mean I mean he wasn't he wasn't skinny like you but he wasn't a big boy no
0: crazy so well, i was a, a fucking friend... man Hobby, I have a friend with a hot dog tattoo, and it was it was because he loved Costco <clears throat> hot dog, you know, Costco hot dogs, but he got That's... it on his leg. Hang um, on, this is
1: perfect though. Was that his only tattoo?
0: No, no. Okay. <laughs> he's he's covered. So well, I, I explained. He... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, but just the reasons, because like he told me he's like just and it has nothing really to do with hot like Costco. I just asked him, Why did you get a hot dog? And he's like, Oh, I just I had a costco hot dog that day my dad's tattoo artist decided to get a hot dog but it's whenever he sit whenever he's like squatting at the gym or taking a poop when he looks at it he's just i get a smile i get a <laughs> smile when i see that part of my leg that high part of my leg because it's just a ridiculous tattoo and I was that's like, fair shout out to you marshall oh uh, because um, because
1: yeah. <laughs> what i said to the guy i'm like that's awesome that you have like this like you know, it's like an inch, right? Of uh, a hot dog on his arm. Yeah. Like, that's awesome for you because you're covered in tattoos. You got the story. It's cool. If I win a hot dog eating contest and I get a hot dog on me as my only tattoo, I'm the weirdest motherfucker in the world, oh, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's not okay. But <laughs> so we haven't even gotten in it. the door yet. We haven't even gotten okay, yeah. in the door. Jeez. This massive line. We finally noon. they start bringing people in. You have to show your ID right away. Get your wristband. Dude, you walk through this little, like, m- like, foam mushroom like entryway and you come in and there's fucking like moon bounces there's carnival games there's axe throwing there's four different food trucks and again the the guy has to come up and continue reminding people or asking right hey are you here just for beer if so, don't stand in this line. Yeah, this, this is, is tattoo. the tattoo line. Wow. Dude, the tattoo so line right was ridiculous. We went straight in for beer. Okay. We got a beer within a couple minutes. You didn't get and a tattoo. For, <laughs> for the first hour and a half, we didn't have any trouble getting beers. Like, it was just go, 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 go. Sick. Um, inside, they had the a bunch constraint. of their regulars, bunch of their normals. Um, First one that I had was the Sticky Digits, which is their S'mores Porter. Uh, oh, maybe S'mores oh, Stout. Uh, very similar, like not the same but like same type of vibe as the dangerous man peanut butter porter like it was more roasty and not overly sweet that's I what the, i love i didn't get the s'mores from it i got more vanilla whatever
0: um had uh they had
1: like uh, a marzen for october fest whatever i tried some of the different sours but outside they had a bunch of different uh collaborations that they did okay. There were one-offs and they made like mixed four packs so one of them was like A fair themed thing right like there was a funnel cake one there was Mm. like a bacon and cinnamon roll one like crazy shit Shit, and they were all good i'm trying to remember what the so there was one called fortune teller uh it literally looked like aqua colored but it was delicious it was like blue curacao with orange and something else like delightful and that's a sour i i I think i gave it like a four two five on untapped damn they had a birthday cake sour, like it was basically a funfetti sour. Okay. And granted, I had a six-ouncer of it. That's probably all I could have had, but it was delicious.
0: But tasty. I've had a birth, like I said this before, I had a birth, birthday cake beer before, and it was good. Sour, interesting. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, and so uh, got both of the mixed four packs to bring back. It was Q's birthday last Friday. Shout out, nice. Q. Um, but Ayo. we're going to be doing a, uh, we'll do like a little, like tasting together of some of them because like okay. I don't need to drink all of these sours, but I need you, to at least taste the them all guy. and give an opinion. And they're, they're probably not coming back. This is a one-time thing for Drekkerfest 8. Um, and so me and my buddy that were there though, we, uh, <laughs> there, there was one of their really strong, like barrel aged beers that like. I wasn't personally a big fan of. I'm not a big cinnamon guy, and it had cinnamon, so I had to try it. I didn't buy the bottle; I just got the six ounce pour there. Neither of us were the biggest fans, but have you ever done uh, breakfast shots, Isha? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's a breakfast shot for you?
0: It's like a cinnamon schnapps and coffee.
1: Oh, so that's nothing like what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, okay. So that's for nice. us,
1: breakfast shots, and there's different variations of this, and I'm sure anyone listening will have their critique on what this is. But me and Joey breakfast shot is orange juice and Crown Royal maple.
0: Okay, that sounds you put a them together
1: better. and it tastes like a fucking pancake breakfast. It's the, oh the greatest my thing, God. And so this this thing that we weren't enjoying, there was this other IPA that they had just released. I think it was a, like a double New England IPA called Benevolent Intentions. And <laughs> we both took a swig of that and then ch- like drank the oh, other oh one. And it, like, basically had the same effect. It, like, kind of dulled the effects of it and actually tasted kind of good. So, like, I don't know. I explained that to Mark, which shout out to Mark. He was a fucking beauty. Mark Bjorn said he's been on with us a couple times. He's been a great friend.
0: Plug to our YouTube channel. Mark is featured in both of our Drekker content. We have a whole interview with Mark and our tour of Drekker Brewing where you see the beginnings of bruhalla <laughs> i yeah. think that there's like a i think the hole is dug and there's like it's a frame. little bit of a it, framework it's basically the
1: frame yeah yeah
0: like but just the cement like i don't even think like the <laughs> like the wood uh like the wood is even up yet. but anyways go check that out oh. the soda pod scroll down you'll see it
1: dude he's running around with the 90s windbreaker all neon like and he's buzzing mm. around like he's mucking it up with everybody like super accessible like Answered a couple of different questions for us a few times, helped us out.
0: What Um,
1: awesome, awesome guy! Uh, Looking forward to doing more with those guys. They're so much fun.
0: Yeah, shout out the brains. But then, then we've got. I was in Minnesota.
1: We so not only do they throw a good party, they have good party favors. Isha, what are you talking about? We have an unboxing here.
0: Oh, Drackerfest
1: eight. What? God bless you, Mark. Let's pull this open. Oh. So we've got Dreckerfest 8.
0: Oh my god, you got the box and everything? Oh. what?
1: Holy shit. Like, tell me that's not fucking cool. Do you see what's in the middle? Do you know what that is? It's a Magic 8-ball? It's a fucking custom Magic 8-ball.
0: What the... Like, reading what? Drecker quotes? Or like, what is this? Uh, so... Yes. Oh my... This is Let me get a good one. Um,
1: okay, now you're cut off.
0: Oh, my. Uh, The
1: first one that I got when I rolled it. Let's see if we get another one. Um, Ask nicely this time. No. Dude, that's so cool. Uh, uh, Hold my beer. These are all new ones that I haven't seen. So this is good. No. There was one that said, you silly? We're going to send it. (laughs) Send it.
0: Dude, I'm going to suck for these custom.
1: Never should you ever. I don't know. There's a bunch of them in here.
0: That is there was a couple of really good
1: ones that we got right away. Um,
0: that is so cool.
1: So, yeah, anyways, shout out Wow, uh, the greatest proportions to Mark and the fellas. Um, use your brains like their brains beer, brains. But, yep, so had had some custom glasses that came with it. One's an eight ball, one's the fortune teller, which. I got two bottles of the fortune teller beer, which was a, the other barrel age beer that had peanut butter in it.
0: I love so, those glasses. I love oh, uh, the rim. Awesome. I love well, the rim of those glasses. I got
1: another one while I was there too. Cause it was only like 10 bucks. Yeah. And it was, so you've, you're now a devout, always sunny in Philadelphia fan, right?
0: Oh dude. Like I've watched more of the show than you now, I think. And I'm also listening to their podcast. So I'm watching the episode of the podcast after I listen to the podcast. Even though I've seen them three times,
1: you should go back and listen to Friday's episode of uh, Pardon My Take because they had Frank Reynolds on. That's right, Danny DeVito. But uh, where was I going? Um, Oh, always sunny. Um, Charlie, there's one where he's going to go America on everyone's asses. Oh yeah, if you recall. What's yeah. he say at the end of his big, like enraged, enchanted speech? Gonna rise up, gonna kick a little ass.
0: Oh, I don't what's, what's the, the last, last word? thing he says? I don't know, because I just remember him puking after.
1: <laughs> rock Flag and Eagle. <laughs> oh, yeah. They so they had a rock flag and eagle glass that's literally just this like patriotic like mural of Drecker proportions. I'll 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 show it to you later, but yes the second that i saw that name i didn't care what was on the glass it could have been a blank glass i was probably gonna buy it
0: rock flag and eagle yeah i'm not a
1: sunny and philadelphia fan you should give it a try isha wasn't until i showed it to him in april and now he's watched the show through like two or three times
0: man they got a lot of seasons yeah um i I just pulled up the picture of charlie with the the jean jacket on with the flag, du-rag, <laughs> and with the, the eagle patch. It's not a drag, <laughs> it's a bandana, dude. Bandana, sorry.
1: Oh, oh man, that's yes. amazing. But uh, amazing. I mean, all in all, just an incredible event. They had a whole stage set up for live music. We didn't stay long enough for that. That was more like an early evening start time. But uh, we already decided like this is going to be a thing that we do. So,
0: hey, was the was the mac and cheese cart back? Because that looks so good. It wasn't. No. But there's good
1: food, man. Oh, man.
0: I yes. got to try that. Like, i like because I watched that video over and Mac over. Daddy. Hey, <laughs> incredibly produced by yours truly, Hoppy, over here. It was uh, very poorly
1: filmed, produced, but that's OK.
0: <laughs> filmed by Hoppy, too. And that every delicious. time I look at that, I'm like, man, like I I love fucking macaroni. Mac Daddy. <laughs> I love macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese so much. Like, it's a problem. Like, I only can have it once or twice a year or I would literally just live off of it.
1: Oh, man. And So uh, apologies. Not only does this coming weekend uh back channel brewing company out in Spring Park, a.k.a. Lake Minnetonka, a.k.a. Mound, um have their ultimate Vikings game day experience on Sunday. This whole week is their anniversary week as well. And oh, I yeah. know, uh, don't know. But as of now, the plan is to go out there on Thursday when they release that they're releasing a bunch of different collaboration beers throughout the week, too. And Thursday's release is with the other wonderful friends of ours, Barrel Theory.
0: Nice. So,
1: Timmy Johnson going to be on site. Bad things might happen. It's okay.
0: Well, you know when they're collaborating, that's going to be unbelievable because... Shout out Barrel Theory. They're both so unhinged in the best way. Fucking go. The shirt was a little long for me. I'm a very short person, but I think I'm. Uh, I've, I've washed it a couple times now, and it's like <laughs> it's shrunk a bit. Jesus, the barrel barrel theory shirt. It's awesome. So perfect. So perfect. It's so perfect. Um. Oh man, because oh, that that uh, pistachio peanut butter. That fucking, might be the. That
1: might be the best beer I've ever had.
0: I think, like, yeah. I and just, it, it like, was
1: it was just as good in a bottle.
0: That was one of the best beers I've ever had. Like it's just to this day, like I still I tell people about him. like I, I, I can't even explain <laughs> how good it is. Like peanut butter, pistachio, marshmallow, and, and, and you know eggs what? In a and, barrel.
1: Oh my god. And
0: if this and what I was already like pretty much wasted at that point. Like, cause I I literally drank everything on from their tap and and some. And some. And then that was the last thing that Timmy brought us. And I still like half cut had an appreciation beyond belief for it. Like I still cherished every every second of it, every sip. You know, it, it wasn't like it almost sobered me up, to be perfectly honest.
1: <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
0: In a weird kind of way. It was like all the distractions, all like just you know, everything. It's like was when people say it.
1: addition by subtraction. Like that doesn't make any sense
0: how can i explain like the feeling i was going to drink it was like everything kind of just like went Before, quiet yeah. yeah yes everything kind of went quiet and it was just like i was just in the moment being like sounds this, like you just blacked out this <laughs> is heaven this is heaven <laughs> so there you go i uh timmy we talked up your skills
1: <laughs> well, timmy course, knows uh, timmy knows how we feel
0: yeah and of course back channel i mean unbelievable Unbelievable. Um, I was just going through some of the footage of Joe drinking their their oh concoction God. of spicy oh. beer. Was... I didn't get like I. I wish because I got that's more the only of it.
1: Thing you salvaged from that night, right?
0: Yeah, there's not much. <laughs> there's a lot with no audio. Yeah,
1: there you go. That's too uh, bad. That that's that goes in the archives with the Waggle interview of like some of the best things we've created that will never see the light of day.
0: Yeah, and because though the recreation was. It was pretty damn good because it was. It's not out.
1: even close.
0: Well, I was so fucking hungover.
1: Yes, you were. You were extremely hungover. <laughs> it was hungover. very that was, that was that was the day after going to your first wild game, uh, and you I, don't remember half I of the game.
0: Couldn't even drink like three percent. If it, if it, if it highlights it enough for me. you
1: guys, this was the game that uh, Ryan Hartman gave the finger to Evander Kane, like that whole thing that went viral. Isha has no recollection of that occurring.
0: No, but I have footage of it on my phone. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs>
1: That's perfect.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm putting it all together soon. Um, I've kind of put everything in a folder. I did a lot of editing today. Today was an all soda pod day. Let's just say that <laughs> this Sunday at the time of recording. Um, sweet, that was a great hefty soda pod segment there, Hoppy. That was like 20 minutes of the show, and that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I cannot wait to go to Drekker and meet psh, meet everybody there, and maybe get tattooed myself, or at least. Pay their tattoo artist to, or Uh, sorry, sorry, tattoo artist. Pay their artist to draw something up for me so I can get my first tattoo.
1: So supposedly his brother is a tattoo artist. So like Um. he can draw it up and the brother can do it. I don't know. I don't know how much that's going to cost, but that's just what the guy in line was telling us.
0: Hey, first tattoo and probably going to be like the only, actually I shouldn't say that because I hear once you get a tattoo, it's like that's not your only tattoo. It's just one of those addicting things because of, how your body it's almost like a drug right because your body reacts to it in such a crazy way that you like you want to chase that adrenaline again dylan told me to dylan got his first tattoo and then next thing i knew he got his whole arm fucking tattooed up my sister same thing so i'm not gonna say it would be my only tattoo but the plan is i want to just go all in on a very nice piece of artwork and i i'm very much a fan of iron maiden and Drecker beer and with the common thing between them is their art the art of an iron maiden album and Drecker can art very similar and it's almost like psychedelic. I don't know. What would you psychedelic nightmare type? (laughs) I don't know. How would you explain it?
1: There isn't a prop, Like we, we need Mark back on here to explain it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the interview, like he explained it several times in completely different ways and all of them made sense.
0: Yeah. It's so unique and it's so beautiful. And I really would love to commission and, and like pay for some sort of drawing, some sort of piece of art that I could eventually get a tattoo of. And, you know, I'm not going to discuss it all here on this podcast because we're already wasting time talking about it. But yeah, that's how much I appreciate.
1: Podcast is,
0: I guess that's true. That's how much I appreciate the, the, the artwork in the can. Honestly, like we talk about beer. We talk a lot on this podcast, obviously we talk about can art a lot and how it's uh, honestly a big seller for us and a very important part of the craft beer world for me. Anyways, Drecker is up there in like my top three of best can art I've ever seen in my lifetime thus far. So. There you go. That's why I'm just oh, top three, concerned.
1: huh? You're not that big of a fan. What? That's that's not going to get you a tattoo.
0: Okay, fine. It's the best. There okay, you there you go. There you go.
1: There you go. Th- that helped.
0: Um. Okay, we're already an hour in, so we won't get too much. Money. This is good because I actually don't have to talk about UFC now. But there, there is Ooh. just there's just a couple things in related in relation to the Minnesota Wild that we have to touch on. Hoppy, I'll hand it over to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's pretty minimal. Just so we can Very check minimal. our box of hitting <laughs> Minnesota Wild talk, but. Uh, at
0: the hour mark, of course.
1: The the good folks at 32 Thoughts have been doing a great job bringing up different interviews they've been doing with players. They did their European circuit. Uh, they obviously are doing stuff uh, with NHL players on Vegas. And two of them, the, the 22s of wild fame, being Kevin Fiala and Nino Niederreiter, both kind of the the misfit toys, in a sense. Like Both of them like kept on thinking that they weren't wanted, got rejected, whatever. Uh, Fiala, as happy as he can be, but the the most interesting thing was talking about his chemistry with Boldy and just how easy it was, how they saw the game the same way. And it really, for me, was just like anyone that hasn't listened should go listen. But just to hear, like, it it doesn't matter that you just, like, understand the game the same way or have complementary skill sets, like, it just doesn't always click. Like, he flat out said him and Kirill could not play together. Like, even though they're both great players, it's the way that they wanted to have the puck and be in control and drive play. Like the different clashes and how they both wanted to approach things, even though they're both similar skill sets, similar thinking of the game. Like he flat out called out that, yeah, like Kirill and I tried to play together. That wasn't going to fucking work. <laughs> so that was interesting.
0: Crazy. Because people people sure. were
1: yearning for it. They always begged. Yeah, like, yeah. Just put them together. Just put them together. No, like he flat out said, like that's a bad idea.
0: Hmm. That is interesting. I don't so listen I to I'd that podcast that enough. Yeah, no, and it's good that you listen to that because you can bring points like that. Because I, I probably should. Merrick and
1: Dude, Merrick's so fucking good at what he does.
0: Thing <laughs> I don't even mention. I don't even mention Ellie that much, but well, I, Ellie I is actually, the new Ellie I is it's... the new Bob McKenzie, and he's getting he's he's gotten a lot better than. When he came into the game. That's the thing.
1: He's he's grown a lot on (laughs) me, to be completely honest. No, he he has. He started like he was the kid. He wanted to prove himself, like kind of lived in the shadow of Mackenzie and stuff. And like at the other shade, right? Like any competitive person like wants to be the best. No, of course. And I I just think there was like a level of hubris there that kind of turned me off for a while. Now that he's like kind of more reassured, comfortable that he's the guy. Yeah, Like, he's really come more into his own, and he's, like, a lot more humble, like, and he's, a lot he's more laid own, back
0: in his approach. He's his own thing now, too. It's not like he's trying yeah. to be better than anybody else. He's just, mm-hmm. I am who I am. And him and Merrick have unbelievable chemistry. And they do. Jeff Merrick is the most, right now, I think, underappreciated figures in hockey. I oh, feel like dude, only, the, the, only the hardcores know this guy. Even the casuals, like, they know him because he hosts... You know, sports shows, especially here in yeah. Canada, but they don't know how actually how great of a hockey mind he is, to be personally honest.
1: He's my favorite hockey nerd, period. Yeah, his like, stories, he, man. Like, he'd I can't be, believe he, There's a lot of people that I'd love to have on this podcast. He'd probably be the most fun to interview. Like, to just be because of, like, the amount of things that that guy has going on in his brain and the weird abstract ways he tries to look at the game of hockey. Like it's just incredible some of the things he throws out. But yes, anyone that doesn't listen to them and this is not uh, we are we are not a sponsor, um, no. but they they're awesome. And again, some of the interviews of late have been great. They their most recent one I think it was Nathan McKinnon, um, Mark Shifley. Crosby was um, Cro- it was year? Crosby and it was Barzell.
0: By the way, I I saw. I didn't didn't listen to the podcast, but saw the clip where Crosby was talking about that. How he was the the most drunk individual at McKinnon's cup party. Did
1: not say that. No, no, no. McKinnon said that uh, Sid was probably top ten, and he's like, I think I was at least top five.
0: (laughs) And if Sid's saying that, I mean, he was up there then.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, But number one uh, was claimed to be Gabriel Landeskog, who passed out. So out of boy. So yeah, that's that's no shock. Um other piece i guess uh really interesting russo uh did an interview with dino our man dean evison and he uh well to say the least he was very transparent which is what we want right yes and i think i mean i can be honest and like look for you know look to repent i've been way harder on dean evison than i probably should be But it's kind of the same thing that, like, people kind of see with Kirk Cousins. They, like, see a lot of, like, love that they don't think is quite warranted. Like, again, Dean Evison's first year, I don't think that he should have been a nominee for coach of the year. Just, like, not because he he had a bad season, right? Like, he was a great coach. Maybe he's top five, definitely top ten that year. But like there was just other coaches that I thought were more deserving. And I think he was getting a lot of credit for a huge pivot in goaltending and Caprizov, right? So now yeah. we have this year, and this year went pretty well. But I think we saw in the playoffs that he shot himself in the foot in a lot of ways. And we won't even talk about the goaltending because I'm not convinced that's his decision over Garen's. But just from a coaching perspective, like a lot that went wrong. And based on the interview, i'm like very open-minded and willing to give this guy a chance like i actually think like he could win me over this year if things go the right way but like first perfect example right talking about the power play and the penalty kill biggest fucking killer of this team and and, and he
0: recognizes it which is thank totally. you thank you
1: and it's it's recognizing it is as the first step right that's yeah. good going in the right direction i think by thanksgiving we know if it's been fixed I think by Thanksgiving, I know if I believe in Dean Evason or if he's on his way out, not this year, but like within the next year or two, right? But he, he <laughs> talked about it and I want to know from your perspective, Isha. So he talks about the difference between like the actual scheme, the X's nose versus the personnel groups. Now for power play versus penalty kill, which one do you think was more heavily leaned on for each as like what needs to be fixed? Power play, no. So, for power play, we'll just all right, we'll go this way. Then, power play, what needs to be fixed? X's, nose, uh, or personnel? X's, and nose, wrong personnel.
0: Oh,
1: now I'll let's see if we can figure this one out. Power play, what needs to be fixed?
0: <laughs> uh, personnel,
1: you're a fucking idiot. All right, I can't even like spoon feed you the answer. No, um, no, so. Basically said, like, yes, obviously, like, things need to be changed drastically. In the NHL, there's three ways to run a power play, period, end of sentence. There's obviously different personnel you can incorporate into that, and there's little caveats you can throw in, but there are three styles of power play. We need to make something work, and we need to get the right person now. which a lot of inklings that there could be a mix of Boldy, Rossi, and or Addison in that mix, which, fuck yeah.
0: Which Sign it be. me up. It yes, be. let's, be, let's um, be honest.
1: Penalty kill is what he said they've really done a deep dive on this summer. Okay. They've studied a ton of teams' power plays, both or er, penalty kills, both regular season and postseason. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they bring to the table there, and especially highlighting what you and I have talked about all summer. They need to learn how to play in front of Marc Andre Fleury. Yes, he's gonna make that save. Second save might not always be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Learn where the rebound might go.
1: <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts though on just like that concept? Like, cause clearly when I said power play, you disagreed. It's like, what are your thoughts on like X's and O's aspect? Is it just like they're running the wrong type of power play or like they're totally on another planet with how they're doing it?
0: Yeah, that's, I think they're, they're, they were based on last season. They were kind of on another planet as they were doing the same thing over and over again. And there weren't any changes really at all. Like they weren't putting players in even different positions. Like, I'm not even talking about bringing different personnel in like via trade or anything, just like sure. shifting stuff around. It felt like, it felt like insanity. It was like, how many times are you gonna throw the same group out there, employ the same sort of play, and it's still not work? And and every team in the National Hockey League has figured it out and, and knows how to defend you. That that's what that's what bugged me, and that's where I was like. It, it was frustrating and it, it led me to believe. And I think I said this various times last season, like there's just nobody else who can play the power play and that the, or, or and or that the coach trusts to play this, this position at this time. Like, I, I don't know. So that, that was my biggest concern.
1: Fair enough. All right. Next topic. The, we don't know if it's the second or third line, I guess it depends on how good the team is, but we'll talk about the eck line. Who do you personally Isha want to see playing on that wing with Greenway out?
0: I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm going to have to do a deep dive to be honest. Like I off the top of my head I I don't know. Cuz I want right, to me nothing. <laughs> no, I'm not. I want to see the top 6 plays out first cuz okay. it's it's very different this team. It's like especially some of these young guys coming coming in, you know, Knock on with Rossi to actually solidify position in the top six, too. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to see Boldy there. Obviously, he needs to be in the top six. So,
1: I mean, depending on how the team looks, that line might be part of the top six.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess (laughs)
1: losing Fiala is a big hit. There's no way around it.
0: No, Um, of course.
1: But so, what uh, basically what they indicated in this article is jost is going to have the first opportunity to lose that spot
0: oh interesting
1: which is very interesting i liked how he looked there at times since acquiring him and that's where they're going to start supposedly obviously training camp can change a lot of things no of preseason course. can change a lot of things but that's where they're leaning early on um, there was a
0: i mean there's a high hopes of yost coming into the league too and potentially being like a top six forward anyways of the wild like what they've seen this year him playing less of a role than fuck i that's exciting for me. That's exciting for me, and I'm now gonna keep a very close eye on him <laughs> in training yeah. camp and you know preseason, the beginning of the season as uh, as things play. It's just so many. By the way, and this is why I kind of got sidetracked there and probably frustrated you a little bit with those answers. Is I was <laughs> I just have to get in it just because it mind fuck me. I have to get used to Thanksgiving now being in November, and I don't know if I can accept that.
1: See, the beauty is though your first Thanksgiving here. You're going to immediately pivot. And like, I won't make you do it publicly. I'm not that kind of person, but you'll like come up to me and be like, I'm sorry.
0: No. Okay. Well, convince me then because you haven't. Okay, but I don't, maybe, maybe, but like, I can't wait to show you Canadian Thanksgiving because, hey, you keep ripping on it, saying that's nothing like American Thanksgiving, buddy.
1: First off, I'm not ripping on it. It's just that you think, like, you were the one that let in saying that Canadian Thanksgiving is far superior to yes. American Thanksgiving. Yeah. And American Thanksgiving is the best holiday there is so I took a lot of
0: see like I, I argue took Canadian that personally I took you it personally. Canadian Thanksgiving is but anyways because Canadian Thanksgiving is you don't, you it's don't com- have
1: American up. football <laughs> yeah
0: I was just gonna be like yeah but we got CFL that day <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: you probably eat so... a goose
1: instead of a turkey no, you probably come on, lather come on. in maple oh my syrup God. oh no I mean, maybe maybe it's gravy and bad? cheese curds I don't know would,
0: would that be that bad to be perfectly Jesus honest. Christ. By the way, speaking um, of syrup pop, we and this is a good way to end the this, this show. We had a comment. No, it's
1: not a good way to end it.
0: Well, we have a review. No, have you read the review? Is that why you said that? Because it's oh, no, right. I just I it just meant not...
1: because there's one more. All right, we can table the other piece, I guess, of what was discussed.
0: Okay, I mean you can finish. But no, no, just, you're good. We we got it for a perfect- next week. This is a perfect segue because of the maple syrup. And I don't know if I'm going to do it. Actually, I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to do this right now. But because we did say that we will... Well, we're
1: reading reviews. We have to. No,
0: we will read them. But there's a request for like a... Anyway.
1: Well, that's... Okay, you don't have to do anything from the request. But you have to read something if it was directed at you. Yeah,
0: no, I'll <laughs> do the thing from the request. I'm just not going to do it right now. This okay, second. I'm, but okay. I will do it on a, on a later episode when just because I can prepare for it. And anyways, out of so, all the podcasts I listen to, this... <laughs> sure is one of them was the title of the (laughs) five stars by the way i actually like that a lot that's great hoppy sing the national anthem while isha chugs maple syrup super trooper style there is more wakonia beer in it for you when you uh complete the task also isha needs to remind everyone who the real mario kart championship champion is
1: damn yeah. That sounds way more painful for you than me. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so that's why I said, like, I'm, I'm not gonna chug syrup right now
1: because I I like I... also if I if I'm being completely honest, what I'm gonna do instead of singing it, I'm definitely throwing on the Jimi Hendrix version. <laughs> that's that's the like best way to indoctrinate Isha into being an American. Except
0: Look, having I him can chug maple on syrup I is can...
1: almost like counteracting it.
0: I can play the American national anthem on guitar, by the way. Um Joppy, nowhere near. While you good. sing it, while you sing it, I'll be flashing this as well. By the way,
1: how will you be flashing that while you're chugging maple well, I'll syrup? I'll
0: have one hand. I'm gonna put it like a pole on this side. Be waving the flag, chugging syrup. It's gonna be beautiful. So that's why. Like, it's gonna take a little, Ugh. a little preparation for this. I but just maybe I can't
1: imagine. Chug... <laughs> I've done
0: it before, to be perfectly honest. Um, hold Ugh. on. If, if I can rag the puck. oh uh, no, I don't. I'll, next time next time there's a picture on facebook of me and my friends at a party house party in like i think we're probably like 16 17 years old absolutely wasted so it probably actually shouldn't even be on the internet anymore but it is and that fuck it i'll find it and it, my buddy gabe is literally chugging like a four liter bottle of Aunt jemima because we stole it from our high school on pancake day because we thought it would be funny to steal all the syrup. Oh, we have syrup forever. This is this is amazing. And then we all got drunk and made Gabe and myself. I drank quite a bit of it as well. But we had a syrup drinking contest. And no joke, that guy drank probably two liters in like seven gulps. Poor guy. I made it one liter and I was throwing up the rest of the night. Uh, but we got a picture of Gabe with the fucking four liter. Dylan and myself in the background. like. And it's just, I'll have to find out. Put it on screen when, when this whole thing goes down when we when we do it on a podcast and i'll be sure to post it on youtube and for you jeremy the rainbow road champion but you are not the mario kart champion we didn't play all the all the uh what do you call them tracks so there you go there you go
1: anyway it's, like, it's like saying the avalanche aren't the stanley cup champions because they don't have to play every team that made the playoffs
0: well fine mm. Um, the, that.
1: the only other review that, uh, was recent. And, uh, again, thank you all for being so oh, nice yes. to us and not making us read rude things because I was worried that was going to happen, but, uh, th- there was, uh, <laughs> 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 I'm seeing at the top here, just Judd's buds is my hero and title. that's the title and the description <laughs> then just says title. title. So, uh, shout out spoke Z who <laughs> will supposedly be making his return this yes. week. I can't promise anything because we thought it happened a couple times, but, He's he's been going through a big move. There's been a lot going on. He has assured us that you will get to hear about prospects here this coming Friday.
0: Yeah, I know it's been like two, three, three weeks running. Running where we're like Z is gonna come back. Z's gonna come back. We have <laughs> talked to him. We Actually, have no,
1: no, no. Z, I don't think he'll come back this week. <laughs> See, that's that's how we get him back.
0: Even Shane, who uh, admittedly is like I don't know anything about wild prospects, so I don't listen to Z that much. He even was like, <laughs> "Where's Z?" <laughs> so I was like, "He's coming back, Shane. Don't worry. He's he's at the Touch Tunes. Don't worry." <laughs> yeah, he's he's coming back. We met with him last week, and we've been meeting with him every week. To be perfectly honest, um, but uh, every uh, other week. But uh, yeah, <laughs> starting to sell into his new place. He was moving. Um, hopefully, work calms down for z and uh yeah, he'll be back. the The season's right around the corner. There's a lot of conversation to be had on prospects, and um, and the SHL. By the way, we didn't write this in. I know we're going a little over in the podcast here, but last thing, SHL and ESPN have a deal. So we're going to be seeing some SHL hockey on ESPN and ESPN Plus hockey, So we we'll or hoppy. So we'll get into more of that in um, in later episodes as we hear more about the details of that deal because that's super exciting. And I know Z is pumped and, hell, I'm pumped because now I don't have to pay for European services. He's going to be able to see it on ESPN. Let's go. <laughs> um so yeah that's it thank you so much jeremy yes we'll chug some syrup on a later episode i'm just not i'm just not prepared to do that right now i, I want to go for a run after this but uh with that being said please uh give us a review on apple podcast and itunes if you give us five stars you can write whatever the hell you want you can request us to do some things like chug maple syrup or say anything what are the parameters around that again hoppy
1: right uh, yeah The the three rules we will say anything that won't get us divorced, canceled, or fired. There you go. Which, he shouldn't ask to worry about canceled.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, so I got it easy. Mo-
1: most of those are for me. If, if yeah. what I read is going to get me divorced, get me fired, or get me canceled, I'm not going to read it. Anything outside of that, again, there's people out there that probably hate Nebraska. Haze me for that. If you hate the Penguins, feel free to make me read something that's just defacing the organization. I don't care. Give us five stars and I'll read it.
0: There and you go, there I, you. I
1: will. I will give you the best performance too. I won't be like, uh-huh, this, uh-huh. no. I, I'll. I'll give you a
0: good show. There you go. There you go. And thanks to everyone who has been reviewing the show. You are all amazing. And thanks to all the new the new listeners who've been jumping on the soda pod train whether it's on youtube i think over the weekend we got i didn't post any videos this week off because i've been busy on youtube and we got like 20 more subscribers on the channel so that is amazing checks out on youtube at the soda pod checks out on social media everywhere at the soda pod shout out to you all who've been leaving reviews on itunes and apple podcast uh yeah that's it that's the show signing off i'm Isha Jomi alongside the state of hoppy this has been the soda pod. don't fear just drink some beer and stay wild